Praise God. Um, uh, so honored, so blessed to be in the house of God. It's just, I don't know, for me, youth and just being in church Sundays and Fridays and all the other days that we have churches is something that I can't even put into words. It doesn't compare to anything else in this life because it, it's a house of God. It's, it's a place where you enter into the presence of God and, and everything just kind of, everything else in life fades away and God becomes the greatest, biggest thing in your life and you stop to care about anything else except him and how wonderful and awesome he is and how good he, he is to us. I am kind of nervous because, well, I'm not nervous because the Spirit of God gives me the boldness and the strength to speak, but I just kind of wanted to share that I, the biggest fears I had in, when I was growing up is, is speaking in front of people. I, I don't know, like, I never really told that to anybody, but I, the worst nightmare for me in school was to, to do presentations. I can write essays for, you know, three miles long, but to stand in front of people for me was like I would stutter and forget everything I wanted to say and just lose my track. And in that, God has shown me that this is the perfect, perfect vessel that I need, is the fact that I know I can't say nothing or sh- tell it, you guys anything that that is so wise or so good. I know that everything that is good in me is Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit that speaks through his word. And so with that, I just want to pray, and then we begin to, to get into God's word. Father, I pray. I thank you, God. Before anything else, God, I thank you for the honor and the privilege, God, to be yours, God, to be saved, to be redeemed, God, and to be in your hands, God, to be your hands and feet, to be your mouth, God. I thank you, God, for this opportunity to speak your word, and I pray, God, that your spirit would fill this room right now, that your spirit and anointing, God, would fall, God, on me, God, and on every single person, God, and that your word would begin to cut through, God, would begin to saturate every heart. Speak to us, God, right now, God. I need you, God. We need you, God. We need your word. We accept it, God. We surrender and submit to your word and to your truth and to your Holy Spirit right now. We thank you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and praise. Amen. Titled, what I wanted to speak about is N-O-T-W, Not of This World. Interesting title, huh? <laughs> I. It's been kind of, you know, a process of weeks, months, where I just kept, kept on kind of asking myself and, and, and asking God. It's like, we are saved and redeemed. And last Friday, not last Friday, but the Friday before, Dennis preached about the cross and what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross, that he saved us, redeemed us, gave us the power, the strength, the promises that come with being saved and being a Christian, being a follower of Christ, being the son of sons and daughters of God. And with that, we realized that God came and he cleansed us. He cleaned off, cleaned off all of our sins. He cleansed us of all the impurities because we were born in sin and we belong to this world. When we were born, 
We were born into the sinful world, and the sinful world, it, it had a part in us. And when Christ saved us, he took that worldly nature out of us, and he nailed it on the cross. And so, but what I always, always, I wouldn't say like struggle, but maybe, maybe struggle, but is when Christ took us out of this world, but yet we still live in this world, and the things of the flesh are still inside of us. And like Paul said, that he, he had to crucify, and we have to crucify our flesh every single day so that we will not be slaved to the sinful nature and the sinfulness of this world. And the thing I always kind of wondered is, yeah, there's certain things, there's like sinful desires and things that are obvious that, you know, we, we know and we shine from that. We, we, we cut them off and we kind of, you know, we, we, we hear this word from God and it, it sets us up where there's certain things that we know, okay, we're not going to pursue that. That's, you know, that's not from God. But what's really deceiving is, is, is the worries of this world. Because <clears throat> the worries of this world, things that we have to do, their responsibilities, they're things that come with this life that we live on this earth. And we sort of have to do them because it's part of our life. But they're very deceiving because the words of this world, number one, they're time limited. Number two, they have no eternal value. And number three, they come from the flesh. They are a part of our fleshly life. And though we have to toil and we have to work and we have to do things because that's what is required of us, We have to be able to be on guard to know that when it's the worries of this world become become a thorn in our life. And I wanna I wanna open up to first Bible verse we're gonna read is from Matthew chapter six. Chapter six verse thirty one. And then Chapter 6, verse 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first the kingdom of heaven, his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's Christ right here. He clearly says that the worries of this world, they, they can sweep you up so hard that you forget about the kingdom of God. You forget about the things of God. You forget about the, the word and the things that God spoke spoken to you, the promises that you made to God. You know, like, I always wondered, like, a lot of times, I noticed, I know I'm guilty of it as well, is like, when you're on Sundays or on Fridays, you receive the word, you pray, you cry before God, you, you make promises to God, 
and God speaks to you, and that word just gets, like, just rooted in, well, not rooted in you, but it gets sown in you. And yet, after the service is over, after our life kind of goes on, even maybe the same day or maybe the next day, we tend to jump into the kind of a worldly, fleshly life that we live, you know, kind of the worries of the life, the busyness of life. We talk about cars, money, things that we want to get, our, our, our fleshly dreams that we have. And it's so deceiving because it's like you can't say, oh, man, that's horrible, that's bad, that's a sin. But from another point, it is because what happens is the worries of this life and all the busyness of this life and, and the temptations, because we're always bombarded with temptations. When we got saved, the enemy is after us, and we are always going to be bombarded with temptations. And the worries and the busyness of life always comes with temptations, because when we dive into the worries of this life, the temptations kind of start to, to ask more well, the temptations start to, to, to creep in. They're still, okay, well, you know, you got to work a little bit harder, a little bit harder because you want to get this, you know, you want to get that. You know, like me and Demore driving and, you know, kind of a revelation in our days living in America is, you know, we have a work car, we have a family car, and then we have a weekend car, you know, the, the great life that we live, you know, and realize that God promised us to give us what we need. And, but yet, when we live in this world, we start to jump and just to, to dive in, even though God called us to a life of, of faithfulness and, and, and full surrender and, and, and just being in the will of God. But yet, somehow we still get distracted because we're so surrounded by this world and the things of this world and the ways of this world. And so I want to read another, uh, another Bible verse from Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. And this is a parable that Jesus spoke about the, the seed that was sown. Verse 22. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. And it's awesome that, uh, <laughs> that Noah started with, you know, what did we commit to when we, we came to God, when God saved us? You know, what, what, was, what did we agree to? And... And Dima said as well that we agreed to the will of God. We agreed to, to, to live for him, to surrender to him. And God sows the seed every Friday. He sows the seed when we read the word of God in the mornings. He sows the seed on Sundays when pastor preaches or anybody else that comes and speaks his word. He sows. But it's kind of sad. I know that I... I speak for myself, and the, the word that I'm saying I'm preaching is preaching to myself because that is the process that has been happening in my life where I'm God. I'm like, I know 
that I'm called for more. I know I'm called to sacrifice more. I know I'm called to, to, to be more committed. I know that I'm called to, to not allow this world to get a hold of me, to not allow this world to have victory over this world, to have victory over my flesh. And as we, I wanted to kind of just talk about um, the worries. The worries of this world, they take off, they arouse our flesh. What they do is they arouse our flesh. Is when we dive into the things of this world, when we get all too busy for, for, for prayer, for the word, for, for being in church, for being in ministry, for, for doing something else, but that is not of eternal value. When we jump into that, it arouses our flesh. And then we start to all of a sudden realize, oh, man, we, I want that. Oh, well, that guy has this. Or I want to live like this. Or I need that. And all of a sudden, the value of the kingdom of God, the value of God, the value of his will, everything else kind of fades away because we are in we, we, we push God away, and we decide to go our own way. And it, it contaminates us because God saved us and he purified us. He made us pure. And the things of this world always constantly, they try to contaminate the purity that God has, 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 has created in us, that's given us. And it kind of just... It, it takes that, uh, that purity that we have inside of us and it starts to, to creep in and to start to mess with it. And that's what, and, it, and then we, we end up kind of falling away in, in ways that we didn't even notice because usually, you know, sin creeps in. The t- temptations creep in. Things creep in when we don't even expect it to creep in. And God saved us from all of this. God gave us salvation. He gave us a way out. And even though he placed us in this world, and this world surrounds us from every side, but God has given us victory, and he always has victory. And the victory in Christ alone. I just, um, I want to, I want to open up to Philippians chapter, tw- chapter 1, verse 21. Chapter 1, verse 21. And Christ, when he saved us, he called us to a life that is fully devoted, that is fully faithful and selfless lives for him. That's what, initially, when we start reading the Bible, when we start reading the Word, everything that Jesus spoke, and what Paul has spoken here in Philippians, it tells us that God called us and saved us, but there's a price. There's, a, there's, there's something that is expected of us. And as Paul said, for me, for to me, to live as Christ and to die as a gain. And later, 
I have it written down, but in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says to deny yourself and follow me. That's the cost of following Christ. And though this world and the worries of this world and, and all the busyness, it, it pushes us to, to deny Christ and to follow your dreams, to, to kind of uh, to not die, but to live and enjoy this life. And the thing I realized is that there's fears, there's two different fears in life that we have. We have a spiritual fear and we have a fleshly fear. Fleshly fear is scared of death. It's scared of all kinds of things that we have in this earth. We're scared of losing your money, house, uh, you know, friends, job, things of this flesh, things that only matter for this timely life that we have. But spiritual fear is the fear of God, is the trembles before God. And it, you can determine if what fears and how you live according to even your fears. If you're, if you're scared to die, then, uh, then the flesh inside of you is reigning. It's, 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 it's on the throne. You know, when we read Paul, he's, he had no fear. The only fear he had was he trembled and feared before God. You know, and same thing with Jesus Christ. As he said that, you know, give up your life. And that's what we're called to every single day. That's the word that we hear from God in our own hearts. And this world is doing the opposite. It's, it's encouraging us to set roots in this life, to seek success and blessings. And interesting that blessing, you know, we, we initially think that blessing is, you know, all these good things that we get in this life, you know, like awesome family, nice house, great paycheck, you know, great vacations, things that are just, you know, I'm so blessed. You know, I hear people say that all the time. It's like, oh, man, I'm so blessed. I have so many awesome things. You know, this is, but the real blessing is, is not that. And <laughs> I want to just kind of, you know, share a little bit of what is the real blessing for us. The blessing, I want to read uh, from Psalms, actually Psalms 32, uh, 32, 2, and Romans chapter 4 and 8, which I was actually surprised. There are two verses that are pretty much identical. So let's do Romans chapter 8, chapter 4, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 8. Chapter 4, verse 8. Paul says, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord never counted against him. And pretty much David says the same thing in Psalm 32, 2. He said, Blessed is the man that his sins God did not count against him. That is our real blessing. Not the things that we have in this world, but the fact that we are saved. And another part where Jesus um, he, was, he was talking to his disciples, and disciples are so, so excited about how, you know, the demons were listening to them, that they were healing the sick, and it was so amazing, and life was great, such a great blessing of God. But Jesus is like, that's not that big of a deal. 
That's normal. That's part of your life. The fact is that the cars and the money and the houses and everything that we have in this life, we who belong to Christ, everything that we have in this life, it's not the blessing of God. It's just a normal part of God's goodness that God gives us. It's, it's, it's God's faithfulness. That's all. Like when I pray, I, got, I thank God for his faithfulness because I have these things. I have a family. I have things that God has given me. But the biggest blessing, the actual blessing of God is the fact that I'm saved, is the fact that Jesus died on the cross. He forgave our sins. He washed us of our sins. And God does not keep a record of our sins. That is the biggest blessing that we have. And the thing is, the worries of this world always, you know, that this truth, it gets kind of lost because we, we don't realize that. We, we, we pursue success. We pursue things of this world. And yet we lose the actual blessing. We think that we're pursuing blessing in life. And we think that God agrees with it. We think that God's like, oh, you know, yeah, here you go. I'll bless you with a great job. Here, I'll bless you with, you know, great grades in school. You know, you'll be a great, great businessman or something. You know, I'll bless you. God doesn't, that's not God's blessing for us. God's blessing for us is salvation, is us being eternally with him in his presence. That is God's blessing. All the things of this world are just, they have to be there so they're there. But, and it's by God's faithfulness, nothing else. And so as we go and as we pursue God, and God calls us to a self-denying, selfless life. I always ask the question, okay, God, well, I understand that. And you called me to, to, to live in complete surrender, in complete, in complete submission, and, and just uh, to not have a part of this world, even though I live in this world. But how do I live in this world and not have a part of it? How do I live in this world and not, have these things, these worldly things, these fleshly things stick to me, to, to cover me, even though when, when we receive God's word, you know, Paul says that there, it's the washing of the word. God washes us with his word. God washes us with, with his word, and we, we, we get cleansed, we get more cleaner, and we walk out in this world, and, you know, things of this world and, and the, the busyness and, and the, 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 the temptations and things, in this world, they don't ask for an invitation. They just come. They just stick to you, you, you know. And I always kind of ask myself, it's like, God, and I prayed. I'm like, God, you know, how do I live where these things don't get stuck to me, where I, where I, can, I can walk through my day and not allow the worries of this world, the busyness, the things that I have to do that are not really eternally based? How do they not affect my inner being? How do they not entangle me and, and, and create this, this thorns that, that will not allow that seed that we receive to bear fruit? And, of course, you know, the Word of God has all the answers. God has already given us all the answers in His Word. And I want to open up to... Psalms chapter 19, verse 
sorry, not 19, but 119. I think I said 19. And David is singing in this song. He says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me astray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart and I might, that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from my, your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes. As one rejoices in the great riches, I meditate on your precepts. And I, and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. There's, God has put an answer to how to walk in this life and be pure. To walk in this life through our whole day, through day after day, after week, after month, after year, through all this time that God has given us to live in this earth and to serve him and to follow him and to do his will and to preach the gospel. He's told us that through the psalm, he said, only through the meditation, through the time that we spent with God. And I realize it's not just, you know, when we have that time, an hour, two hours of prayer in the morning and, and reading the Word. It's pondering on God's Word all the time. It's, it's, it's meditating. It's, uh, David spoke in, in uh, I believe it's uh, Psalm, the first Psalm. He said that, blesses a man that he, he delights in the Word of God. He delights in the Word of God day and night. Day and night means that he, he doesn't just, you know, do it in the morning and then he just lives his life the rest of the day. Or he just does it in the evening and then he just kind of lives the rest of his day. But it's this constant hunger. It's this cost, constant delight and a constant pursuit of God's presence in your life, of God's Word and His Holy Spirit. Because even just, just reading God's word is not enough. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to walk in the Spirit. You know, the Bible says that we must walk in the Spirit. And, you know, we heard actually a, a sermon, I believe it was a couple of Sundays ago, about how is it to be in Christ and to, to, to walk in the Spirit. And I realized, you know, the answer is always as it's preached. It's, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. It's when you make that firm decision to dive into the Word of God. It's to, and not only to dive into it, but to, to, to take that Word of God and to cherish it. To not neglect it, but to always, always, always have it saturate you. Pray, ask God that that Word would saturate your life throughout the whole day. And I know that it, it did. God has done a lot through, through that as well. Through just this revelation that God... That I, every time I have a chance to, to, to just ponder on the Word of God, to, to allow it to just saturate through me, it 
God does something. God does something. He, he, he brings forth these fruits uh, that, that I would never thought it would be inside of me. And so <clears throat> it's, it's amazing. And the thing I wanted to share again is the Word and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just as important. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is just as important because that is what protects us from all this dirt and dust of this world from sticking to us. I had a little revelation from, from Thoric actually working with him. We were, he was painting this, this thing that was with really nasty paint. And he was, all, he was wearing a suit. He was all covered. But the only part that's not covered is his eyes because he had to see what he was painting. So what he took is he took oil, whatever oil he found. He took oil and he just put it all over his eyes so that all that dust and all that overspray from that nasty paint would not stick to his eyes. And I realized, wow, you know, all this, you know, we walk in this world and, you know, things of this world kind of get stuck to us like dust, like, like, and we kind of get contaminated. And so we come into the presence of God. We come into the house of God. We will come into our prayer closets and start to read the words, start to pray. And God begins to wash us, wash us, wash us with his word. And we begin to get clean and cleansed again. And then the Holy Spirit gives us the anointing. And that anointing is what helps us to walk out in this world. And these things in this world will not stick to us. And we can walk in victory. We can walk through our whole day and not allow the worries and the busyness of this life take, a, take us captive, take a, take a hold of us. Because then when we get to take a hold of us, we lose everything that is godly. We lose the sight of God. We lose the sight of everything that is of his kingdom. But when we walk in the spirit of God, there's freedom. Like the Bible says, that in the spirit of God, there's freedom. And it all comes down to our decision. God has given us everything. He's given us sufficient grace. He's given us grace that is enough to have victory enough to walk in holiness and purity. And the, what is required is our decision. What do we want to do? Do we want to continue to follow God? Do we want to continue to agree to what we agreed to, to live a selfless life, to deny ourselves and to follow Christ, and to not allow the things of this world to slow us down, to not allow the things of this world to contaminate it? that perfect seed that God has put in us. It is up to us to cut these thorn bushes. You know, we, we had some experience with thorn bushes this week with Dima. And, you know, they're, they're not fun. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Josh can probably agree with me as well. He didn't enjoy it either. Cutting thorn bushes is not fun. It's, it, it hurts. And it, it, they're, I don't know how they even work. I honestly... Thorn bushes, it's like you cut them, but they kind of, instead of falling away from you, they fall on you. I don't know why, even, particularly thorn bushes. You know, they almost, it's almost impossible to cut down a thorn bush without the thorn bush hitting you after or before. You know, thank God we had this long, long trimmer that just, you know, I want to pray. I want to pray that God will give me a long trimmer that, you know, it's not going to be as painful to cut all these thorn bushes out of my life. But, but we have to do it. We have to do it. That is, that is what God requires of us. Because we are not of this world. And though we live in this world, we cannot allow 
to be a part of this world. And with that, I just uh, I want to call every one of you guys to just to search your hearts, to search your hearts before anything else, to search your hearts where you are, you know. Are you entangled with, you know, work and busyness and school and all kinds of other responsibilities that, that are, you know, they're, they're important, but only for this life. And did we allow these things to, to go further than just being just the needs of a life where we be, began to make it our own plans and our own desires and our, our, our own kind of wants? And did we lose that focus? Did we allow these thorn bushes to grow inside of us and keep that seed that God has put in us and continuing to put in us and not allow it to grow, not allow it to bring forth fruit because we are called to bring, we are called and we're saved to bring fruit, to be fruitful. And so with that, I just want to get up and we just want to pray. And if you feel like you just want to come before God and just surrender and just ask him to, to help you to go through through this life, to not allow these things to, to grasp you, to, to, to kill and to diminish that seed inside of you that calling that God has put on your life. If you want to just come and kneel before God and just ask him for the strength, for the wisdom to make the right decisions.